0: Hello guys and welcome to a very special episode of the Middle Ages Comic Hour. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, I'm JA Bryden. Ryan's with me also. We have an awesome guest we're about to bring in, but uh, before we bring him in, just letting you guys know that this uh, this podcast is kind of like a three episode. We have lots of things we do on podcasts, so check out our other episodes: uh, story of the Transfictional, fictional, uh, story chat, and. Um, yeah, we got something for everyone, but uh, right now, uh, we're going to interrupt our Last Ronin run-through and uh, talk to uh, someone who's very familiar with The Last Ronin, uh, Jamie Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. guys. <laughs> Look, I know who you are because I met you. Uh, Ryan knows who you are, and uh, but for those that may not know who you are, uh, who's who's Jamie Johnson?
1: Uh, he's a fanboy at heart. Um I'm just a kid that loved to draw and end up parlaying that into a career and doing comic covers and freelance, I guess is what you'd call it. But um, yeah, most recently worked on uh, a cover for The Last Ronin Lost Years and um, Teenage Beat Ninja Turtles for RDW, which was kind of fun, among other things. But um, I think like five-year-old me, like, <laughs> we just be doing like cartwheels knowing that we were able to, you know, get on a published Turtles cover. It was pretty mental, so
0: yeah yeah I suppose if you, if you had a time machine you'd probably go like would you like to go back and visit your younger self and tell you what was gonna happen and <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's it's really funny I've been going down this like uh this nostalgic kind of rabbit hole um I had another a youtube um channel uh do a quick you know little segment on on me in my studio and and it was kind of talking about the history of me and the Turtles, because I I think you're this are you 84 baby as well?
0: I'm an 84 baby, yep.
1: Yeah, so we, we were born the same year as the Turtles. So when everything hit, we were just at the right age. So I yep. didn't really see the gritty stuff until later. But, yep. you know, when the 87 cartoon hit, I think it was more like 88, 89 in Australia. Like we yep. were like four and five, and then the, <laughs> the movie came out when we were like five or six. And then – so just Turtle Mania was just, you know – like searing through so i actually found all these old photos of me you know in like face pain i found my old like you know i uh, was sick in bed or something like homesick you know yeah. as kids do and on my bed is like the turtle you know sewer, like the lair yeah. and uh, i'm actually looking at the same one that i had from when i was a kid right now um oh nice you
2: know. yeah it's
1: not it's not displayed prominently i'm still trying to piece it together there's a few little knickknacks it's it's pr- about 99% complete but like, I remember opening, I remember the smell of that, you know, the, the plastic yeah. in the box. And so it's just really cool. And, and obviously with the new movie coming out, there's just been a real resurgence and a lot of, like, crossovers and Last yeah. Ronin. So it's really like a, a renaissance for the Turtles fans, you know? Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, now, you and I have a lot in common. Uh, not just mm. not just the same first name and, and, and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> And all that stuff. But like so when when the first movie came out, the like nineteen ninety one, were you allowed to see it? did your parents let you see it at the cinema? I went with my parents. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, my, my we, Yeah. My parents wouldn't let like, like they're going, No, I I've heard bad things. Or you know, like I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was I had to wait for the DVD relate release. So, so the VHS, yeah. don't you think? Yes, VHS. hundred VHS, VHS. And then um I was allowed to see the second one at the cinema and that was that was magic.
1: That. Well, that was definitely more geared towards kids, anyway. Yeah. So my dad, my father actually passed away in '92, so he got to see the second movie, and that was like the last movie we saw together in the cinemas before he passed. So he was actually wearing a turtle shirt when he passed away. He was cremated oh, wow. wearing it. So it's super dark, but if you think about it, at that age, you only remember—I'd say maybe like vividly from maybe age four and up. So I had about three really good years with my dad, and turtles was our thing so yeah. doing that being a guest at like the supernova shows that kevin eastman was a guest at uh and being able to share that kind of you know with him it kind mm. of just hits a little different you know he he, he definitely was he seemed very touched by that aspect of it because i'm sure in in you know 40 years he's heard every story yeah. of every like the turtles is the reason i do karate and i love yeah. pizza because of them and all that sort of stuff but mm. you know it was the fact yeah. that I only had such a small amount of time with him. And what I remember, he kind of gave to me, you know, it was kind of a gift yeah. that he, yeah. we'd only met, you know, in like 2020 for the first time. So it was nice to be able to share that with him.
0: Yeah. It was, it was, is a super nice. Like I could tell a lot of people at, at Supernova were getting annoyed about how long the line was taking. And yeah. I probably only got to see him because I had a cow bunga pass. Um, yeah. But then you get there and you're just like, he's so genuine. He's so, he wants to know everything about you. And, uh, he really takes your time with you, and that's, that's that's why he's such a cool dude, I think.
1: Well, I think the, the reason it took so long, obviously, the lines were what they were. But when you get there and you're like, oh, you know, if they were going, oh, man, I've been waiting two hours in this line. But you get yeah. there and he'll take that time with you. It's not like yeah. next. You go to an American yeah. show and it's like sign three things, see you later. Whereas he'll like find that thing, you know what I mean? He'll connect with you on yeah. something. I know with you, you were able to gift him your book. And he wanted you to sign it, and and yeah. same with my sketchbook. Like I gave yeah. him one of my turtle sketchbooks, just as like a th- you know, I'm sure he gets yeah. a million of them. And he goes, "Oh, can you sign that for me?" I'm like, "Sure." Like he goes, "I still got your last one. I gave him one in 2020."
2: Yeah. And I
1: was like, "The fact that he even remembers, you know, is just yeah. uh, he he should by every right he should have an ego the size of this planet. But he's yeah. the nicest, most down to earth guy. He created a yeah. cultural phenomenon with yeah. lead, and he should be. You know, I've met some creators that have an ego that they don't have any right to to yes. have. You know, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, 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 you know, those influencers, like Instagram influencers or whatever, you know, and they got like a thousand followers, and they're like, they're like, I'm so good, look at me, you know.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. this inflated sense of self, you know. Whereas I think it's, I think he really enjoys. I think it, because at one stage he sold his rights off, and he was kind of done with it yeah and and then when he came back to it the genuine love and interest that people have in not just what he created but even just his work his art he was able to also like we for me doing turtles was a fanboy thing for me Hmm. for him it was a love letter to things like frank miller and and you know like jack kirby and you know daredevil as you probably know was a big Hmm. you know reason for the inception you know instead of uh, the hand it's the foot instead of yeah. you know stick it's splinter etc the ooze is the same ooze that blinded yeah. matt Murdock. Mm. so the fact that he was able to do like i think 2020 was the first time he did it like daredevil covers and stuff for marvel and x-men yeah. and so it's really cool that he's able to still attain like that kind of you know fanboy that we're able to do as well because you yeah. you think being at the top of the mountain there's nothing else to achieve you know
0: yeah well um uh, it looks like Ryan wants to talk or he's relaxed. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just no. Listening. I'm listening.
1: We're just having a Jamie bro off. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, uh, no, no, that's cool. It's that's funny.
0: Cool. This is payback for the episode. Ryan's a huge yeah. wrestling fan, and we had this guy on that was like an a amateur wrestler, or he's getting into wrestling, and it yeah. was literally him talking to this dude for 40 minutes while I'm sitting there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about wrestling. Um, no. But uh, look, before we dive into too much further, we, we, we have this thing we like to do with all our guests. We have icebreaker questions now. Mm-hmm. These are different than our other icebreaker questions it's because look, we've got a comic book artist. We've got a t- fellow Turtle fan. We figured mm-hmm. we'd we'd have some questions catered to uh, specifically uh, for this. So Ryan, okay. have, have you decided which ones you'll want to
3: do? <laughs> Um, as well as my first time reading the questions about five minutes ago, so as usual, I do all my preparation on air, so, um, no, I'll take it, I'll start with number one, um, so, uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Johnson, not Jamie Brighton, um, if you, if you could visit any comic book world, uh, which one would it be? Ah,
1: okay, uh, oh. see, if I was a kid, I would have said Gotham, but that's a terrible idea because it's so overrun with crime. <laughs>
3: Especially if you're a movie. kid, yeah, so, like... you know, you'll probably get you'll probably get get put into like child labor or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably like would be have to be saved by Batman. Um, <laughs> look, I, I mean, Marvel is probably uh, you know a, a pretty diverse. Uh, you know, one day it's X Men and there's the Avengers and and there's a whole plethora and a huge you know uh, mythos there. So I'll, I'll say I'll say the Marvel universe if that's not cheating um i'd say turtles but that's just kind of new york you know what i mean (laughs) um so i can really hop on a plane and kind of be there but um yeah yeah. true (laughs) yeah
0: excellent awesome well all right i'll follow that question up with uh what comic book would you like to see adapted to film all
1: right so it's kind of a two-way tie one's a little bit older and one is newer uh newer is Very obviously, the last Um, Ronan, because I think cinematically it's got the kind of elements of like Dark Knight Returns meets Blade Runner. It's got those kind of vibes to it, um, which I think, like you know, aesthetically would work really well. Um, I think you'd have to get someone to really get the script right because you get someone Mm. like Zack Snyder who is amazing visually but always seems to fall short on the story or the Uh. the script. You know, Batman vs Superman was like the biggest hype of my life. And then I walked out like, huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, look, Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm going to swivel you for a sec. Like I love Batfleck. Don't get me nice. wrong. I've got, I've got like a lot, lot size Batfleck up there. I think aesthetically <laughs> that would be the guy to do it. Um, mm. But look, I, I think Batman hush would probably be my all time favorite. Cause if I swivel you yeah. again, <laughs> I've got, uh, he's original oh, no. art from, from issue uh, six Oh eight. Up there as well. So Jim Lee's a big reason that I um kind of got into comics. So I'd say Batman Hush is kind of uh something I'd love to see done with reverence. They did an animated series of it and they just trashed it. They changed it. They
3: changed the whole thing. (laughs)
1: Look, they took out the main heart of it. The whole the whole element of him and and, um Tommy Elliott. That's it's kind of this Yin and yang, and, and from childhood, and, and they kind of really just bastardized that. So, I'd love to see it, you know, like the way that Affleck's film was kind of shaping up when they were talking about it. He's an Academy Award winning filmmaker mm-hmm. aesthetically in Batman vs. Superman, not the other movies. Mm-hmm. He, I think, he's Bruce Wayne and his Batman in that is the intensity we needed for something like Hush. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I don't, th- I'm very sad to say, I don't think we'll ever really get something like that, but, but Hush would be something I'd love because it has just his whole, like, you know, rogues gallery, uh, and it really can flex different muscles in, in that cinematically. So, yeah.
3: Well, I, th- I think that's probably why we wouldn't get, any, I wouldn't get it. As, I mean, it's one of my favourite arcs. I, I I was really looking forward to the animated because DC very rarely dropped the ball when it comes to the animated stuff, and mm. they pretty much just changed the whole story. But yeah. I, I would love to, love to, absolutely love to see it live action, but you're right, it's got pretty much everyone in it. All yeah. of the rose gallery, and I think that is probably what's holding it back because they're like, "Well, we're going to have to have Joker, we're going to have to have Riddler, we're going to have to kill a croc, to have to poison Ivy." Like, they're just too much. It, but if, it, if you think it, about it, if, make it his mind. if you
1: think about it, it's got like the the Matt Reeves uh, Batman had the elements of it. Like there was it had, had like certain vibes of like Court of yep. with a bit of hush. Yes, yes. and like it's, the whole idea of hush is he's the boogeyman in the shadows, and that's kind of what we got with that Riddler, and. Yep. Um, I think if they were able to do that and split it into three films, do the first, you know, four, four, and four, because it was 12-issue art, I think you'd actually get a nice... And obviously, you'd have to change it up a little bit. Like, it's pretty anticlimactic. It leaves it very open at the end.
3: Yeah, Um, Yeah.
1: But I think that would be the way to do it. But, I mean, look, when I say hush, I've got every iteration. I've got the retailer variant every single mm. you know floppy and hardcover i've got the unwrapped and the inked and 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 absolute <laughs> everything i've got original <clears throat> skeptics from jim lee as well as the original page and so like hush was just like something i lived and breathed and just really got me excited to draw again and and would love to see that on the big screen but i think that's just a fantasy unfortunately
3: well i think um jim lee i, I definitely definitely agree with you on jim lee i have a um 2020 comic-con um uh batman figure uh sketch figure so it's actually a blank figure sketch by jin lee you probably got the same one you're about to get it <laughs> He's just a yeah that's it that's it <laughs> i've got that too yeah yes. oh, no, hold on hold on um, but but I, I even went a step further and i did one with hush oh nice oh that's <laughs> awesome that's, that's that's honestly one of my prize my prize possession because i um, you know, I got that for Christmas uh, a long, long time ago, and it's it's one. I just love the way uh, Jim Lee is one of my favorite artists of all time as well. Uh, him and Todd McFarlane are just my two my two favorite. I would have to say. Um, are you are so you I'm, an '80s baby too? Yeah, '82. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like when the image boom hit. Yes. And those yes. Got, yeah. Uh, dude. Like uh, Rob Lightfield, um, you know uh, Silvestri, like all those it, guys. Yeah, I like to call it, call it the era of the big chest because, like, when you look at like Rob, Rob Lightfield, Lightfield <laughs> the... yeah, yeah, the Captain, <laughs> that famous Captain America comic that he did the cover of, where Captain yeah. America's got bigger boobs than any woman that I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. But hey, you,
1: you know, like, that's actually yeah. a lightbox yeah. of Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Oh, really? Okay, it's, I did not a, know that. It's an actual pose, but he was actually doing. This so
3: no, it was I have to unnatural, it oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you so but if you yeah, like no, it well.
1: anatomically looks weird as hell, but it's yeah, it actually does. based off an actual image, yeah.
3: Yeah, it, it does, and but not, but that was also you know, it was an era where it just made sense, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, G- the, the fact yeah. when uh, Jim Lee's art just I've got, I've actually got my wife a um, Jim Lee did a variant cover of the I think I think it was the Batman uh wedding issue where he married Catwoman and yeah. the rain's coming down and they're just I, I that was my wife's favorite cover and i actually tracked down a black and white cover of that for her and that's it's all awesome. framed up it's just hes just so amazing and he's still got it now like so, he's been doing it for years
1: so i'm gonna just geek out with two things number one to the left of me where i panned you before i've got yep. every single single issue i'm talking variant I remember the 90s i had foil variants yes. and, and newsstand yes. and Whatever. So I've got every variant from 1986 from his first one in Samurai Santa all the way till about 2019. I stopped doing every one. And then from there, so I have all of those issues. I have every like one in a hundred. I have the the retailer variants. I have all the. um, I'm telling you, I hate to think about how much I've spent over the years, um,
3: but it'd be nice to think
1: what they're worth now. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, that's it. it. It sounds like sometimes you, you you bought a variant instead of eating for the week. But yeah, I get, I get that. Oh, I, I, get I never. That. No, no, no. I
1: never. It, I would only do it. I was very strategic. I always had it on my watch list. Oh. And then I'd go and then I'd kind of do snipe bids. So I got this retailer variant for Hush, which is like, it's yeah. called the RRP and Mm -hmm. like in it's a 9.4 cgc and on the census right now this one's going between six and eight thousand us dollars i paid at the time 500 australian dollars and so it was just like a weird lucky they finished the auction when it was like daytime our time it was obviously like 3am so it just was very fortuitous and um yeah that was a good one i'll tell you on the flip side that's where i got lucky so that Batman um variant you're talking about the black and white with the yep. sketch on it he did yep. 50 he did 50 Batman 50 Harley Quinn and 50 Joker sketches right out mm-hmm. of and then they released them out into the wild I was at that San Diego Comic-Con I had an original Batman in my hand oh. and they were meant to be going for $200 and retailers were getting greedy and and it was going for 500 at the time I go oh my god rip off and I gave it back to him <laughs> right now <laughs> Right now, they're going for about three thousand US dollars. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm, I'm never going to have another one, but it, it, yeah. I had it in my hand, and I know the collector who has
3: it too, because I run a gym league group on Facebook. It's very funny. Oh. <laughs> no. That's a, but look, at least it's it's not like that was the one holy grail. You know what I mean? Like you've clearly got even just from looking from what you've shown, us, you've, that mm. it, I would kill for any of those pieces. You know, it, it, it's absolutely amazing. We're,
1: where are you guys based? So, uh, Jamie, Sydney. you're in Sydney, aren't you? Yeah,
3: I'm hey, Sydney too. I'm, Sydney, I'm,
0: where, okay. I'm I'm technically Blue Mountains. But, um, you're in the mountains. And where are you, Ryan?
1: Uh,
3: I'm in Western Sydney. Right. Come on over. I'm in Rouse Hill, man. <laughs> oh, you're <I'm> just <laughs> around the corner. Oh, there you awesome. go definitely it'll we'll I'll, well, I'll, I'll have
1: you around and i'll show you I've, literally if you're a gym league guy, i have so we'll stop talking about gym league because this is not a gym league <laughs> podcast um but i will show you and jamie anytime you want to come over i'll show you all my ninja turtle stuff and the original awesome. art and all that stuff too so you guys are more than nice wrong.
3: oh shoot oh there you go yeah well that, yeah. So you're literally probably about 15 minutes from where i am i'm in um, blacktown oh, so there you go perfect mate, perfect. mate. Right. Blackout, <laughs> same, same council <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. i oh, hide oh, that. Yeah, well, no, no, that's cool. This is this, this is what we do. And we have like a, a 45 minute podcast plan that goes for two hours. That's fine. That's what we do. Sweet. Yeah. Just,
0: I'm just gonna add an S to the end of of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> was uh, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Hours. Part one and
3: Right. Um, well, you you did mention before we were talking about you know at the moment how there's a lot of uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle crossovers out mm. there. Um, what what who would obviously we said the Batman. There's a Stranger Things one at the moment. They've done a yeah. a lot with the IDW characters. But who would you like to see as in the next crossover if you could pick anything?
1: Okay, if I could pick anything, because I've done Ghostbusters, they have done yeah. Batman, yeah. they're yeah. the things I kind of grew up on. The other thing I grew up on and kind of got me into drawing, and it probably would be super weird <laughs> to cross over, but it's got the same vibe as Stranger Things. Do you guys remember Goosebumps? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I have every single Goosebumps book except one oh ever made. Oh, that's no, that's no. the entire Goosebumps collection. Oh, wow. So I would love to put them into some sort of... Scooby-Doo-ish, you know, sort yeah. of episodic, you know, where it's like a one-off at Horrorland or something like that, or Monster Blood, or that's kind of oozy,
3: isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I could see that working. Mm. Anyway, Ma- the Mask got- Mutant, something like that, you know? Yeah, something like that, because there's a lot of different... I, I grew up on the Goosebumps as well, and there's so yeah. many different options there. I mean, you know, when you think about it, I know it's not classified as horror, but Ninja Turtles fits quite well into the horror genre because... Like, horror slash sci-fi you know what i mean like i know absolutely. yes the movies we were brought up on were were you know obviously back in, in the the 80s and 90s and and then we got that amazing animated one in 2007 mm. um you know i don't like to talk about the michael bay ones as, as jamie does but um i call them yeah. the nostril turtles just
0: just to interject do you know i won tickets to the uh premiere of the 2014 did one did you and so i got to meet megan fox and will i Oh. um No, she's yeah, uh, she ain't. Oh, really? She's really not that nice. Maybe she was having a bad day, but she was just like,
1: "Oh, I've heard that. She's just nice to look at." I've heard she's not that. that Will
0: Will Will Arnett, on the other hand, he was great. Um, Oh my god, I can can imagine the
1: Batman voice. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. You got the yeah. I got a fist bump from him. Um, Nice, but yeah, no. I tried to like that movie, but you know. (laughs)
1: Look, I've, I've got an appreciation for it later on. Like I've watched it when like. I don't know if you guys had the same thing as me. Like we went into lockdown and I was obviously, yeah. as an artist, I didn't change too much. Like I was, I'm always kind of in my studio and yeah. and uh, Jamie, Jamie, I'm sure you're the same when you're in your writing zone and stuff. So it mm-hmm. didn't change too much, but obviously you get a bit stir crazy and you're watching all the, you know, streaming services and you basically <laughs> feel like you've watched every movie that's ever yeah. been released. Yeah. So I went, all right, I'll go through my my b tier you know mm-hmm. whatever and then i watched re the bay movies and i'm like you know what i think it might have been i might have been the right amount of board to mm-hmm. actually to be like oh i'm okay with this there's certain things yeah. like i don't like the way they do splinter um shredder as well but like the turtles themselves actually yeah. um grew on me well, a little bit
0: well they nailed the personalities i, I think my, my mm. biggest problem is how big they were you know like yes they, yeah, yeah like yeah. why do you need to learn how to be a ninja when you're throwing people through trains and you're bulletproof. You know, it's just like
1: <laughs> they're like, just like <laughs> killing people with their shells. Yeah. But like funny, like yeah. I
0: said, nailed nailed the voices and that's that's something that I think they've always done really well. Um I just didn't I didn't realise until
1: recently that um Raph was uh what's his name? Adam Alan
3: Richman? Yeah, Richman? The, yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, from the, Reacher. Uh, yeah Reacher Jack Reacher yeah.
1: guy. Like yeah. dude and, and apparently he didn't love doing it either. He was kind of obligated to do the second one but I thought he was a great Raph.
3: Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Voice wise, he was my favorite. Like for me, Michelangelo was just a little bit too creepy, like mm. a little bit too almost rapey <laughs> uh, yeah. towards April. I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're, you're like, I get it in a species stuff, but you're a turtle. Like she yeah. a girl. Yeah. So, yeah. He was just a little bit too creepy, but Raph was spot on. I did like Leo. I, I can't remember who did it. Was that Johnny Knoxville or uh, in the first oh, one? I, heard... I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually not
1: well versed in that. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. But that's so. Um...
0: It, it was weird. So in the first film, Johnny Knoxville did the voice, but someone else did all the motion cap. And then in mm. the second one, uh, the guy who did the motion cap did the voice.
3: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay,
0: you know, I, I did. Talk- I
3: mean, if
1: it's any consolation, I didn't notice. Uh, I kind of watched it back to back, and I didn't well, pick it's, it up. It,
0: so. it's not. It's not like the 2012 series where you've got three seasons of Jason Biggs as Leonardo, and then hey, Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty obvious. It, like ha- how do you, how do you confuse a a child? Uh, <laughs> the, the biggest adjustment for
1: me watching the 2012 because I only actually visited recently. I'm not even finished watching the 2012. But, yeah, yeah. But um, going from having Rob Paulson as Raph in my head to him yes. being Donnie, that was like weird. <laughs> my brain just went like, "What's happening?" And then, but then yeah. once it made perfect sense afterwards, but it was just yeah. very odd because he owned Raph. And yeah. the fact that, because he was voice director, I believe yeah. for that. Anyway, I
0: um, Again, all right T- uh, after that tangent, let's get to the next question. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, back to Stockman. Yes, he's real. He invites you to his lab to witness the next mutation, and he got lets you choose which animal is he's going to mutate next. Uh, what do you pick?
1: Uh, since we're going all through our childhood fandom. I'll pick a hedgehog and see how close we can get into Sonic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and um, I don't know if you guys watched that Chip and Dale um the movie recently. I think with, it was like 20...
0: uh, yeah with Andy 20. Sandberg.
1: What? Yeah, and then like they've got Ugly Sonic at the yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and they keep closing up.
0: Yeah. On his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was gold.
1: Yeah.
2: Sorry, that was very uh, creepy, but yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> Still not as creepy it's not as the Nike. whiskey.
3: I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that. I'm right now making making me, me kind of interested to check it's, it out. So. It's actually
1: awesome. I think it's, it's really Andy good. Sandberg and um, what's his name? It,
0: uh, John
3: Mulaney. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to and, check it out. And
0: it's it's it's
3: done like old school. So, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Very good. Right.
3: Well, I guess it's. I feel bad because Jamie, this is probably Jamie's question. But um, who, if you had to choose, Kevin Eastman or Peter Laird?
1: I don't know if either of you guys are parents. I'm personally not, but it's trying to no. pick your favorite kid, right? Yeah. So if you look at my shirt, it's an homage to Peter Laird, right? Yeah. It's so called. That's like his first turtle, but it's like the last turtle.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but I've got a wall here of Kevin Eastman original sketches on the back of my variants. Yeah. So he's yeah. been very kind to me. I haven't actually met Peter in person, but he's been very complimentary of my inking online, which is a oh, very, cool. like a, a point of pride for me. But mm. uh, <laughs> okay. I'll just you... say because I've spent time with it's... him and, you know, we've yeah. had dinners and stuff. I'll say Kevin Eastman, but I'll I'll leave it yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let Peter Laird wow
3: yeah. me if I
2: ever get to meet him. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, it, it is Peter Laird, if very... you listen if you're listening, Peter Laird, um <laughs> he's not <laughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't like being <laughs>
2: no. hey, um it, it, it what
3: is about a bit, you? Well it is a bit of a trick
0: question, but um look I I tend to like well, cause there was that era where Peter Laird was in charge, kind of like and yeah. he was behind uh two thousand seven film kind of thing. Mm, I yeah. kind of preferred his style, but like I mean mm. that doesn't mean I hate Kevin or anything like that. Yeah. I just I just feel I I lean more towards uh, Peter's kind of vision for it. Yeah, um,
1: I think vision-wise, like he was against doing like Venus, and he was against yeah. all the other things, which is what kind of caused the split. Yeah, uh, to my understanding, I don't know the ins and outs,
2: but yeah,
1: um, like I grew up on like my godfather owned a chain of comic stores when I was little. Um, you guys are from Western Sydney, Phantom Zone. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That
3: wow. that was my go-to. I was there yeah. like for every pretty much fortnight with my money. Yes. Yeah. So, my, so I used to basically sing. So, he was my, my dad's
1: best mate. So, when my dad passed away, once a year he'd just say, like, for my birthday, he'd go, like, what are you kind of into at the moment? So, I'd be like, one year it'd be X Men, one year it'd be, and I'd get like the Jim Lee X Men cards. And oh, wow. then it'd nice. be like, you know, you get like a box of these. As a kid, you know what that was like. You'd, yeah. you'd have to save all your pocket money. You couldn't get it, I wouldn't be able to get all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but then um, I had like, the Mirage posters like like the first graphic novels, like um yeah. one sec. Three
0: <laughs> This is the best interview ever.
1: <laughs> I literally have everything uh, from my childhood in my studio. Yeah.
2: Um
1: so like I literally had oh that God. poster on my wall. It oh, was massive. Son. I was five. And that's like them in an alleyway with like yeah. you know swords drawn and all this stuff. And so I had I was very brought up on that blocky Kevin yeah kind but... of gritty style so I think I kind yeah. of leaned more that way I do have yeah. an appreciation for Pete's stuff and I loved it when they
0: worked yeah. together when one inked oh, the 100%, other yes because they very, they complemented each other and um yeah I just I absolutely love that that original comic um
2: yeah,
1: yeah. well that's what this, this if you ever get to pick this up that's actually a, a reprint of the original uh, and I I got uh, commissioned recently to do a a recreation of that page for oh, a awesome. so you, so the guy got like Santa Luco, Buster Moody like Kevin he got like all these yeah. turtle artists to do recreate a page from the original he's recreating issue oh, one wow. which is incredible and then so I actually ended up taking that panel that I did and I turned it into and it's going to be available on the the mindless fashion um website on my like with the t-shirts and stuff so i'm doing all these like gritty black and white stuff as well as the color awesome. stuff but, yeah, So yeah it's that a that bit of a good. love letter for those those era you know that well, era uh,
0: we'll, we'll get to it later but um we'll, let us know like your store and all that and we'll put all the links in the show notes and everyone can <laughs> buy us not up and-, and running yet but
1: i'll plug my in yeah. so it'll be it'll yeah. be all, all announced there yeah. yeah
0: yeah cool all right well let's get down to down to uh what we're probably here to talk about and that's that's you like i mean <laughs> How, avoiding how did- <laughs> avoiding <laughs> avoiding no how, how did it start like do you, have you always been drawing as long as you can remember uh yep yeah. so funny enough like i think most artists like i actually
1: teach illustration now and i'm I'm a self-taught artist and i'm about this is my 12th year doing it professionally so my first um my first foray into comics i think was through fandom zone like you know glenn used to like what are you into? He'd, he'd bring comics as well. So I'd really be reading the comics. My parents had, like, my dad had those little pocket graphic novels, like the Spider-Man yep. and all that sort of stuff. So I was always, it was always peripherally there. My mum was into like all the Archie comics and Richie Rich and hot stuff and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And she actually got me into the Ninja Turtles too, which is really a cool side note. But um, I always kind of drew and recreated and um, I'll plug the Insta later. I actually posted up a, an image of a raft, from the movie that I drew when I was six versus a raft that I drew when I was thirty-six, oh. and, it, and it look it, it's not much different. I guess I haven't improved that much. But um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you were a prodigy? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe halfway and never really improved. Yeah, um, yeah, no, but I've always been drawing. I think it's a very solitary pursuit. Like I was very um, guarded with it. I never really shared it with anyone. So even my godfather, who was uh he was a phantom artist as well. Like he um he's a, he was the first published Australian story for the Phantom. Oh, it, was wow. the for, it was called The Search for Byron. Um and that was, I've got an original page for it here. I'm not gonna grab it because I'm just gonna grab stuff all night otherwise. But
0: um <laughs> that, that'll be part two. We'll just go That'll be part two just me show and tell. And then I have yeah. this one and yeah. then
1: there's this and yeah. I have this. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, so then he didn't even know that I really drew. So I, I'd always try and recreate stuff. So it all starts out with like peripherally the things that you like. So for me, it was like Jim Lee X-Men. Later on, it was like the Goosebumps stuff. Oh, obviously Ninja Turtles, Batman, all those things that I kind of used to love and draw. And it look, it wasn't like it was amazing, but I think at the young age when kids were just drawing like little carrots for noses, I was drawing like nostrils and earlobes yeah. and just little details. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, built up from there so when i eventually i think it was like 2010 or 2011 i started just sort of it was like facebook was still very early in the piece and i just went like it shared i just uploaded it wasn't even like scans i just took photos of some art and put it up and i was like kind of hey this is some stuff i've drawn like be, be gentle you know what i mean mm. uh and i actually got work out of it people going can you design wine labels and can you do like storyboarding and the biggest secret about it and people say fake it till you make it when mm-hmm. you're starting out just say yes and figure it out yeah. you know what i mean if you, <laughs> if you close off that opportunity it may not come around again so yeah. at the at the beginning i was taking on some crazy jobs where i was doing like storyboarding for like pitch work for you know these huge production companies and like for ads and it was like oh, for, wow. for jack daniels and VNG drink and like the easter sh- and all this sort of stuff But it was like The turnaround was mental Because they give it to you At like 5pm on a Friday And they need wow. 64 frames By Monday morning um, oh, wow. And so I'm just I'm talking like cramping And and yeah. maybe one bathroom break Over the whole weekend And I've maybe eaten You know the equivalent of one meal Because I'm just smashing through this stuff And not realising This is where you learn on the job Not realising that Then they need corrections, So you have to be available To keep going <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I very, like, I kind of found my groove. I went, I probably won't be doing that crazy. They paid really well, but the stress on the body yeah. was way too much. So when I when I kind of set my goals, because my godfather did the Phantom comics and he got me into that when I was younger, I just wanted to do one Phantom cover. That was just my only goal was to do one Phantom cover. Um, and I met with, he's now uh passed on, but his name was Jim Shepard. Um he was the uh editor of um or the publisher, sorry, for The Phantom for Fruit. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a shot. Um I, I brought in some stuff to show him. I didn't really have a real portfolio. He could just see that I could draw, but um it wasn't great. Like he basically was like recreate this panel at this size and use a brush and I've never done that before. So I didn't have any kind of creative freedom but it was my name on a phantom cover and i was yeah. i was very grateful for the opportunity um and as far as i was concerned it was terrible so as far as i was concerned it was a one and done thing but um, then the american um, publication hermes press uh, were doing like a, a series of variant covers using aussie artists for their uh, for their run. so they were using like me and glenn lumsden and glenn ford And a couple of others. And, uh, yeah, I was very fortunate to be counted in that. Um, And in a very full circle moment, that was my first international cover with my dad's best friend that he coloured. So I did the inks, he coloured it. Oh, nice. It it came out on my dad's birthday, which is the day before mine. So it was a very nice full circle, you know, first time I got to work with him in that capacity. Um, He now runs um, Fruit Publications. So he's a co-owner of Fruit. Um, yep. He and another a gentleman took it over and, you know, they've done taken some risks with some stuff and they've created new stories and I've got uh, good friends that still write. I don't really work on the Phantom anymore, but the um, I, I have friends that actively are, are doing stuff with it, which is really, it's really good to see that. Cause obviously it's a very old um, IP. It's actually out, out date Superman and Batman. He's the first mm-hmm. costume hero. Um, and you need a younger audience, so it's nice to see they're really trying to attract that. Because otherwise, their fan base would just die off, and that would be it. So,
3: well, that's what I was—I was telling Jamie in our um last episode of of um, the the last Ronan review. The growing up around when we did, uh, I used to go to the local paper shop to get my comics. So you know they would have everything, obviously Phantom, but then they would have all the Marvel and DC. Nowadays, when you go to the paper shop, the only thing you see is Phantom. So you you think. <laughs> It's, it's gone from an age where everyone buys all your Spider-Man, your Batman, your Superman, and your Phantom from the paper shop to Phantom really being the, the last one standing in news agents where you can physically go into a paper shop and buy a comic book. There's yeah. always the monthly or however frequent issue of the Phantom there. So, Twice, yeah.
1: Um, so it's bi-monthly, yeah. yeah
3: so it's um, that, that fortnightly, sorry. Yeah. It's so the
1: interesting... Yeah. The interesting change is it's obviously um the direct market changed to the fact where you go to comic shops now where that that really yeah. ramped up in the nineties and then it kind of petered off and then now each um capital city has their kind of main comic shops and then there's a few yeah. little smaller tiered shops as well. But um that's where you kind of have your standing orders and things like that. I think with the Phantom, it was always accessibility, like it was always a cheaper one on the newsstand. So if you had a dollar fifty or three fifty or whatever it was. Um, as opposed to the 850 or whatever it was to get a marble mm. or a DC. Um, it, it was in show bags. It was in the newspaper. So, yeah. like, it was definitely available um, to everyone, and that's how a lot of the older generation were able to, and I think quite enjoyed it, because it was black and white poppy paper. It had that yeah. old charm, but obviously that keeps the cost down. So yeah. it exactly. makes it more affordable to the end
0: consumer. So what was your thoughts on the Billy Zane movie? Look, I'm
1: very biased. You know, we're the same age, dude. Yeah. came out at the right time. I love yeah. it. I, oh, that's yeah. literally when I started. So about a year before that, Glenn came to me. Normally, he'll ask me, what are you into? X-Men, Batman, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He didn't even ask me. He just brought a stack of Phantom Comics, and I was just hooked. Yeah. So I was, I was a big Batman guy, and I think like, he's a, you know obviously a super rich guy, peak physical perfection, no powers, fighting you know evil, and blah, blah, blah it's yeah. very parallel in that regard. Yeah. So it was very easy for me to, kind of, yeah, you know, jump onto that, that bandwagon.
0: Um, I, I I love that it's generational. It's like, you always think it's, they always think it's one dude has been forever, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's like, awesome. Yeah. That was, yeah. I just, and I, yeah. it, well, that's, that's how Phantom is. Cause it's literally part on from father to son. It's been around yeah. at least four generations now yeah. where it's like, my dad used to read this to me when I was a kid. And this guy's like 80, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. kind of nuts that, um, my, my partner, she says it's really charming where I'll go to the, the shows and obviously Ninja Turtles is a big thing, but you'll always yeah. have like older gentlemen coming with their phantom comics to get signed. And she thinks yeah. there's something really charming about that. And it's, yeah. it's lovely. Like I always have a great connection with the fan base because they yeah. identify with that kind of heroic thing. So they're usually pretty nice people.
0: <laughs> um, I must say at Supernova when I stopped by your stand and I was just like, I've got to get something, um. There was too many choices, you know, so I just kind of panicked and went that one. You went big, bro. <laughs> I you, went you big went for
1: the original that that cover itself. Yeah. So I've got I've got one behind me. It's hidden if you can see where my thumb is. Yep. It, it Kevin. I gave him a blank, yep. uh, and I just said, "Look, if you can do something, Ronan, uh, and you know, just let me know how much and blah blah blah." Like I didn't even care. You could just name his price, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and he goes, "Well, let me go away and I'll work on it, at, like open and I'll bring it back to you tomorrow." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that'd be great. Thank you so much." We're in Perth. So it's kind of ramping down.
2: Yeah.
1: And um he went around, he did it like a full he goes, Do you want inked? Or he goes, or well, do you want it in pencil and you can ink it? And I'm like, oh my god, like pencil would be amazing. <laughs> so he penciled this Ronan, uh, really like detail. I ripped this off the wall, it's just velcro. Give me a sec. I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but he's basically penciled uh. this last Ronan. And I basically, you know, went to pull out my wallet and you know say, you know, thank you so much, how much? And he's like, he goes, No, no, it's an art trade. I go, What do you mean? He goes, Yeah, you gave me one of your sketchbooks.
2: And oh. I'm
1: like, I go, Yeah, like it's a printed sketchbook. He says, no, no, I, I love your work. He goes, That's that's consider it a trade.
0: So what a dude. <laughs> that's a
1: really good I, I oh. was literally ready to pull out like a thousand bucks. I didn't know how yeah. much it was gonna be, but like the creator of turtles. Drew a full-bodied, detailed Ronan, yeah. and goes, "Here you go." I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. No, actually, actually, <laughs> none of those. I didn't, I didn't pay for any of them. He wouldn't accept. Oh,
2: wow.
1: He's just, he's it's, just a, a stand-up dude. Obviously, fellow creator, and I think he knows yeah. kind of what it's like in the trenches. And, um, you know, I, I always give him stuff, but it's more of a thank you, and yeah, um, it's never to get something in return. But he's just such a such a stand-up dude, you know
3: that's that's the pure definition of you know staying humble you know what i mean like that's just amazing for someone who
1: like literally became a millionaire overnight in the in the 80s and 90s Mm. owned a batmobile and a tank and (laughs) is still that down to earth
0: yeah (laughs) i I didn't know that he owned a tank uh (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's the um, I think it might have been in the the Turtle Power documentary. They—they kind of oh, touched wow. on it. but They used to have airsoft battles, and he used to just get in his tank and basically. <laughs> it <was> like... <laughs> oh, it's amazing! It's decommissioned, obviously. No, <laughs> yeah. <jamming. It> <laughs> yeah, very cool. Film. Oh man! Yeah.
0: All right, r- r- random pop question. Um, okay. Favorite turtle series? Oh my god! <laughs> series series we're talking 80s 2003
1: I actually I actually can pretty much recite the 80s one like back to front and it's just it's just the nostalgic it reminds me of my still alive it reminds me of you know getting those toys and just being so immersed of started me on my drawing journey I guess the amount of times I drew they're so easy to draw those turtles so that kind of really got me got me started. So I'd, I'd definitely say that the 87. I do love so many of the other iterations, but yeah. we don't have any of that without the 87. Oh, yeah.
0: No? 100%. Um, yeah, I, I just love how much they, like, pumped out that series <laughs> to the point where there was, like, mistakes and, like, subtle oh. mistakes. And and my favourite one is where obviously they couldn't get the guy to do Raphael's voice, so they got someone else to fill in, and he sounded nothing like like
1: reptile all. get the wrong turtle, reading the wrong thing, <laughs> yeah. or at the beginning where the din, 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 and it was like meant to be raft, uh meant to be like Leo with the, with this the katanas. It was like Mikey's yeah. bandana, or yeah,
2: like
1: that. Just mess up just little things like yeah. that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: well, when you're pumping it out that quickly, you bound it, you know. I found out recently that it was actually because I just
1: came back from Ireland. It was actually animated in Dublin. Wow. Oh, really. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like a Japanese oh. thing or Canadian thing oh. or whatever, but apparently in Ireland. And they, there's one uh, episode where they go to Ireland, and and they had to like Ireland. If you've been to Dublin, it's very flat. Like there's nothing there, but yeah. they had to give them skyscrapers and stuff just to make <laughs> it interesting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! It's not like when you talk about Ireland, you don't you don't think animation capital. You know, no. what I mean? so I can I can get wow, that's amazing. Oh, well, there you go. Must have been some sort of tax
1: haven thing. I don't know what, what happened. But <laughs> they,
3: they, they
1: the nineties, the Wild West of animation.
0: They probably, they probably promised something like you know, like impossible, and they got all these people destroying like crazy. Now it, it's funny because I, I see,
1: um, I, saw, I did see a Canadian guy recently go. Oh, my my uncle was a you know animator on the series and he drew me this and I'm thinking was he in Ireland or maybe they did some of it. I don't know if they farmed some of it out or if they did the backgrounds there or they did what you know I just don't know what yeah. the what the extent of it was but um I did uh so I was a guest at Dublin Comic Con earlier in March that was my first international show and one of the guys um runs a thing called Pulse College and it's also he also run um uh, uh, publishing company called Lightning Strike which is um where I did my first Irish phantom cover and so he was like they do animation and so that's like he's really just a, an animation nerd like you're just yeah. in a really good way like he knows all the history of it and yeah. I literally like my, my head almost fell off when he told me that I'm like I thought he was ha- Irish people are very <laughs> jovial and you never know when they're pulling your leg <laughs> so I thought I'm like okay sure it was animated in Dublin he said like, no no it was I'm like oh, okay like when he's when he's serious, I'm like, ah,
0: oh, fair enough. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. uh well tell us about how you landed this this you did um the 100 uh issue of IDW. You got to do a variant on that, did not you? Like uh Yeah. Did they approach you or like how'd that happen?
1: How how much time have we got? Because I've got there's a there's a, a bridged version and then there's like <laughs> It, it, there's a tail end story and there's it leads into how i actually got it have we got have we got like a 10 minute block
0: uh, yeah well in uh i think we're about to hit the hour mark in 10 minutes um okay but, but I'll, no, I'll
1: keep look. it as short as i can long story short but doubling back to where we were 2013 i had my uh i was at san diego comic-con i was going for um the fandom zone because i was doing free comic book day and part of the deal was if I could get over to San Diego, they'll sort out my tickets. So the only catch was I had to go to the retailer lunch, which is like where they kind of announce a slate for the next six months, six, oh. to 12 months. So every every company from Biz Media to Marvel, DC, IDW will just, and this is purely for retail, so let them know, this is what's happening in the next 12 months for them to prepare and know what they're going to order and blah, blah, blah. So I, all I had to do was collect the things, the material that they were giving out. Uh, which included very rare Jim Lee variants, which I was able to keep, which was awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so I was sitting at the back, literally against the back wall, sitting down on the floor, and I was sketching out a a Rocketeer commission. Um, and I saw that IDW were preparing their slideshow, and I knew that Rocketeer was their, their IP at the yeah. time. I think it's yeah. still and so i'm like oh, okay i might be a little you know sneaky here and just make sure they can see what i'm doing and blah blah blah. they didn't, they didn't give a crap like yeah they were they were busy doing their powerpoint presentation so i thought okay whatever it's not going to happen on my other shoulder i get a tap and it's this dude who i swear to god sounds like you know that old cowboy guy with the the mustache who was plays like um
3: oh uh, what's his name same, Sam. Sam. something Sam. something yeah. i can't get Oh, oh hey hey there. uh what's yeah. going on there? You know, like it was like real gruff and he sounded like a cowboy.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, oh I, this guy's cool. He yeah, goes, yeah. uh, you know, are you doing any work with us at the moment? I saw he had IDW on his landing. I said, Oh, no, I'm just this is just a commission. And he goes, um he goes, I oh, will. uh, here's my card, come down and see us at the booth and then we'll have a chat. And I looked at it, it was like Dirk Wood, uh, vice president of marketing for IDW. And I'm like, yeah, like- he sounds like a porn star, first of all. <laughs> And he sounds and he actually sounds like a cowboy. Um, but he
0: he approached you like a someone looking for a porn star, pretty much like hey there, boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that look, it was cool, but I'll be honest with you, it went nowhere. They put me in touch with this uh junior editor, Michael. Um, they said, Email me when you get back to Sydney, we'll talk. Blah blah blah. He forwarded. The Rocketeer thing I did and it kind of went nowhere because they weren't really I, I didn't know how it worked and they didn't, weren't actively really producing that they were doing a lot of the artist editions and the the things that were already in the can uh, so it kind of just died so I, I thought okay well I, I had the chance it's nice that they noticed and at least I'm on the right track um, I'll just keep my head down keep doing the Phantom stuff and and whatever and so I think it was two years later I was back at San Diego. And same thing, I had my portfolio and I do not remember where I was. And I literally got another tap on the shoulder and it was like an IDW. And I'm like, these guys clearly see something, but it's just, I don't understand how this isn't working or whatever. Uh, long story short, it didn't go anywhere. They said, Your stuff's good. It's just not what we're looking for at the moment. They were doing a lot of the cartoony stuff. It was the 2012 animated series. Mm-hmm. It, my stuff's really gritty, it didn't really mesh. and so they're like you know keep trying or feel free to keep sending us stuff and i'm like okay whatever i thought you know they're fobbing me off and like i just kind of left it anyway um i think it was like 2018 or 2019 um norm from fats comics up in in brisbane um who's been a friend for a while and and you know i always see him at the shows and everything and he was i was at the phantom booth and can i swear on this or should i censor myself yeah no, no Yeah, he looked at, <laughs> and he means this in the nicest way possible, but he looked at my stuff and he's like, and I had all the ninja turtles and Batman and all the gritty stuff. He goes, What the fuck are you wasting your time with Phantom for? You should be doing ninja turtles. I go, <laughs> Well, do you want to I go, well, do you want to do one? He goes, Fuck yeah. I go, I've got a contact at RDW. Do you want me to see? He goes, Yeah, dude. Like so <laughs> I literally got in contact with the person I, you know, that Dirk guy. Um <laughs> and it was like he goes, yeah, cool. Um, email this guy, Patrick at IDW. I'm like, awesome. Can't wait. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, dude, thanks so much. Here's, here's the criteria and whatever you have to do. And, you know, um, just do the breakdown and email it back to us by the 5th of August or whatever it was, right? I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Let's do this. So I, I did, a, a you know, the breakdown, did the digital layouts and I had it all ready to kind of go. And then uh, I emailed it back to Patrick on the Monday, it was due on the Tuesday, and I get a, a form letter back going, Patrick no longer works at IDW. And I'm like, well, oh. Oh my-. They're like, they're like, we'll forward you on to his replacement. And it was Dirk. So Dirk's like, oh dude, <laughs> I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. No worries. I'll pass you on to Bobby, who was the editor at the time. <laughs> It finally got over the line. It was a lot of frustrating stuff. I did a lot of the legwork right up until it came time to sign on the dotted line, where Norm took over that and the money stuff and everything. And um, I feel very fortunate. I'm, I owe a lot to him. Um, you know, I'll, I'll show you. I've got a. This is a, a facsimile. This is a, a copy, a high res copy, for my own uh, display purposes. But I had Kevin's. Oh, Yes. Um, so the the original is actually. Um, there's two versions of it. The, the Copic version is in the States, um, with a big collector over there. And then, um, this version is with a collector in South Australia, but this is just a, and on the back of it, I've written facsimile. Like, I don't want there to be any confusion. This is not real. This is a copy of the, Yeah, <laughs> oh, but that's a high res scan of my art of the, of the cover. Oh, um, awesome. cause there was, look, they were hard to sell. Like I'll always sell my art, but, um, my first published Ninja Turtles, but you know, for the price it was fetching, and you know, it went towards a you know ring and a me proposing <laughs> to my partner and things like that. So it's it's you know I, I put it to good use. It was, um, yeah, I'm glad that went to but good. Then, put it that way.
3: But then you've also got that up your sleeve to your partner too. So did she ever give you any rubbish? Goes, <laughs> you go, you do realize we're together because of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, well, paid for that ring we, on your finger.
1: <laughs> Dude, I mean, look, I'm I'm she's the the coolest chick in the world. She's uh, you know, she collected long before I I did. She collects cooler stuff than I do. She likes all that burlesque, very risque sort of stuff mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I I literally teach young girls, I don't really draw that sort of stuff and uh, as much as it's fun to do, I, I try and set a good example with that stuff. So, we definitely collect different things, but she's a big supporter and she does like the Ninja Turtles to her. A certain extent and she'll um yeah she'll support my work a lot which is um i couldn't ask for any more than that you know
0: so did you meet at a convention or something like how'd you guys meet no we like we always knew each other through the through the um like
1: facebook communities and stuff oh, like right. that
2: cool.
1: and then just yeah like over time like i like she was engaged before i was engaged before oh, wow. like our, our timings never never lined up or whatever and then like kind of in the thick of covid kind of ran into her and like she came to a show and then yeah it's just a it was just very fortuitous um you know she came out of a long-term relationship and i I was very respectful of that and i didn't want to you know overstep a mark but we ended up getting a drink on um uh st patrick's day which ended up being our our anniversary that's kind of our unofficial that's when we got engaged was the following yeah the following um i'm thinking we've been together two years i'm like (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: well i'm sensing um, the theme here you, you can thank the turtles you can thank the irish they're both green mm-hmm. so um yeah.
1: i did the coolest thing i did a, a a exclusive print for dublin comic-con and it was like oh. the turtles in front of like temple bar and stuff And it was a it was oh, just awesome. a cool thing and yeah i was very i was a smart ass when i sent it over to them because i i photoshopped <laughs> little little leprechaun hats on them as a
0: joke i go no nah. yes <laughs> Uh, I'm commissioning. I'm commissioning that right now. I want to see turtles versus leprechauns. <laughs> I think they
1: might have done that in one of the episodes in the '87. Actually, oh,
0: probably they in probably ran of out disguises. of ideas. Yeah, I think
1: it was just one of their disguises, like a Halloween thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, anyway. that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Do you have any questions, Ryan? Because I can keep going on and on and on. No, no, no. <laughs> I
3: was going to say, um, aside from Jim Lee, obviously, who we we you and I share a massive fandom of. Um, who I've got a two-part question for you. Who is probably you know your 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 favorite artist aside from Jim Lee currently? And second question is if you ever got to uh to do like to, to work with a particular comic book writer, who would you like to work with? Um, look at the moment, I, it's varied. So
1: writer-wise, um. Mm-hmm having done the conventions and being a, a fellow whiskey fan, Tom Taylor uh, yeah, is, okay. is, is always at the top of the list. Um, and he worked recently with John Somariva on Neverlanders and they just won um, young adult um, book of the year, which is huge because the first graphic novel has ever won that title. So you remember the yeah. little, those little golden stamps that used to be on the book clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. So they won that like that literally just got announced today. So I'm super proud to know them and, Um, John, John's been a big, you know, kind of, uh, mentor and stuff. Like I've been doing the shows with him quite a lot. And I I seem to be sitting next to him quite a bit. It might just be a turtle adjacent (laughs) thing, but, um, got to know him a lot more. And, um, you know, he, so John locally, John is, is, I'd say one of them. Um, yeah. Uh, who's doing well at the moment. So there's different things. It's not necessarily, um, uh, informing my art, but if seeing people mm-hmm. like Jorge Jimenez and Dan Mora, there's people that are kind of injecting that kind of manga-esque kind of energy into it. Um, Greg Capullo. Um,
3: Greg Capullo, to play, he's one of my favourites too. He's run on Batman with Scott Snyder. I absolutely oh, love dude, insane. Like that, when Court of Owls
1: hit, like yeah. p- pretty much the first, it was 50, 50 issues, I think. Up until about thirty five, it got a bit too cartoony for me by the end of it. Yeah. But that real grittiness of like the quarter of and then even the death of the family. Yep, death oh, of yeah. the family. Yeah. yeah, I always forget of death in the family, death of the family. Yeah,
3: death in the family was the was the original one back. Yeah. Um, and then death of the death family in yeah, the yeah, yeah. fifty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When Jason Todd died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, man, I I, I love you know Jock. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Alex Ross, uh, Dustin Nguyen, like, uh, honestly, my list is just, it, its Instagram makes it like a daily you know, yeah. you know, Pinterest <laughs> board because you're just going and seeing some of the things that are coming out and you're just going like, what the hell, dude? I was very fortunate to um, to table next to Phil Noto when he was out. Oh, nice, nice. And we actually did an art trade. Uh, and same thing. I'm like, I, I commissioned him to do a Harley. My partner loves Harley Quinn. Um, yeah. she's, a, she's a psychologist and obviously Harley's a psychiatrist. <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. And um, so I, I commissioned him to do a, a Harley, which he did this beautiful Harley, and he wouldn't take payment for it. I did a Ninja Turtle demo on stage and um, he goes, did you want to do a trade? I really like that Leonardo. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Holy <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was very, wow. very fortunate. It's it's quite funny because they do these things called the sketch off, like the super, mm-hmm. superstar sketch off, where they'll have like the real superstars and then like people like me filling in the you know whatever to get our ass kicked in front of the crowd. Yeah. And uh, the first one I did was against Summer Eva and Albarin Nuevo, who are both just like on my you know Mount Rushmore of Aussie comics.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, and I think the crowd took pity on me because I ended up taking out that battle. <laughs> um, which, was, which was like, I was like, my jaw was on the floor, but cool. And then I did one against Al Baron again and Phil Noto and I took it out again and I'm like, I'm just, I'm quitting. I'm done. The luck, of, <laughs> I think the, the luck of the Irish is rubbing off on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But yeah, so look, I think that's been the, the biggest, I guess, highlight doing, especially the Supernova shows is they get all these mm. amazing international artists that yeah. I wouldn't normally have access to and we're like, on a social level we'll all do dinner and just kind of chat and just get to know each other on that kind of level. And um, it's just really nice to see that the people that are so inspiring on the page uh, also just very down to earth as well. I haven't met anyone that I've gone like, oh, they're a douche. You know what I mean? They've all yeah. just been super nice, super down to earth. Um all started out as fans too, you know, and you can see they still yeah. do it because they love it, you
3: know? Oh, look, and, and even as someone who's not even in the industry myself, I, it, it, i i've been reading comics since i was able to read and i i find that as well i actually had like when charles Soule was doing daredevil um mm. i actually reached out to him on twitter and i said look i absolutely love it and and we ended up having a back and forth conversation for about you know probably about an hour
2: through awesome. dms
3: and i'm like this is a a best-selling comic book writer <laughs> who's yeah. written some amazing and i was i was reading a lot of his indie stuff like letter 44 um and stuff like that and he the fact that he just took the time out of his day just to talk to someone who obviously enjoyed his work you know it was it was really good and i've had you know conversations with scott snyder as well just brief conversation in relation to because i'm rereading the new 52 at the moment and yeah. um uh, scott snyder uh, that really brought him to my attention from the new 52 i went and read pretty much everything he's done yeah. um he including witches and, and a lot of other stuff, which is absolutely amazing. But it, every time I've reached out to a comic book artist or a comic book writer, mm. nine times out of 10, I get a response, you know? And it's that, just the fact that they're willing to have a chat and just sharing the passion. Just, it, it just, it, it blows my mind.
1: know yeah, the coolest thing, when I did the San Diego the first time, I was by myself. Like, I literally just went across the other side of the world, went by myself. It's actually kind of cool because I didn't have to, like, if I wanted to do something, I did it kind of thing. And I pretty Mm -hmm. much went to every Jim Lee signing. Like I had, Mm -hmm. I probably got about 60 things signed. I had (laughs) a a Wolverine and a Batman original sketch, like all these things that I was able to kind of walk away there and just going like, that was fucking awesome. You know, anyway, so long story short, that's that he, I showed him my studio, which was basically, you know, I surrounded myself with his kind of work. It was like the Lee cave as a joke. And, um, (laughs) But he retweeted that, which was cool, and like all these things are just oh, like that's a, a really nice moment. Anyway, so fast forward, I'm starting to do my you know my own thing. I'm I'm doing some more covers. I'm kind of doing. I don't think I'd even done shows by then. I think I was just doing commission work and and freelance stuff, and um went back to San Diego two years later, so 2015. So you think about that—that's two whole years between mm-hmm. the two, and it was around that era when they kind of <clears throat> introduced Batgirl of Burnside, you know, like leather yep. jacket. So yeah. Babs Tarr, Bab's Tar was the artist that they yep. discovered her off Instagram. And yep. that interests me to no end because I'm like, I'm on Instagram.
3: Maybe yeah. they'll discover me. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so I went, I went along. She did a panel. Uh it was with someone else as well, but it's kind of how they got into the industry. And I was very curious as to how that went and what the conversations were like that into that. Anyway, so I went in. It was her and I'm not going to say, I can't remember who the other two was, but it was three of them. Babs Tal was one of them. She was who I went for. And I didn't realize this, but then I think last minute it was moderated by Jim Lee. Right. Oh, and, wow. so, and it's just super, it was super casual. It looked like a classroom. It was literally just rows of desks, people sitting down. I was sitting front row, but off to the side, you know, they were in the middle of the stage and they're like, guys, there's probably about 20 people in this room. Uh, if, you know anyone has any questions just raise your hand we'll kind of just do this as like conversationally as we can and so babs was talking about kind of what she was working on and how she was doing it and what she was hashtagging and blah 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 blah. and i had a, a genuine question about that so i put my hand up and jim lee goes "Ah, uh, yeah jamie i went
2: <laughs> <laughs> he knows my name
1: <laughs> whoops <"What?" laughs> so that was cool he like we follow each other on insta um i haven't done it yet i think i'm part procrastinating part like psyching myself out about it but on his twitch channel where he does like you know live streams of the and giveaways and 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 auctions and whatever um one of the prizes was um he would ink someone's work and and a guy that i know he's very anonymous i don't know who he is i just know his handle and he's won His name's Pandemos on it, and he's won that many, like he's won like maybe 10 things off there. So the joke is he's like, you know, anonymous. He's like a hacker or something because he just keeps winning (laughs) all the stuff. So he won, but he DM'd Jim Lee, and he goes, Pandemos is uh, gifting this to Quick Draw 13, which is me. So Jim Lee's going to be inking one of my, I'm assuming it's going to be Batman. (laughs) But um, that's no. why I'm just like, I, I have to make it the best piece of art I've ever drawn. <laughs> but then I, I talk to people like Summer Eber and he goes, just keep it super loose. Let him do his thing. Like, don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't box yourself in. Like, let him do him. Yeah. Just, just yeah. put the bones down and let him run with it kind of thing. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still tinkering with a piece, but I'll, I'll have to him soon.
3: Wow. And that, that, that's going to be the centrepiece of the... Of the collection i think that would be an honor just to have by i would that would be just that would be oh dude that's
1: comment. the cherry on top i can retire
3: i'm <laughs> yeah. done like that's what uh, else what else do i need uh,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Jim Lee inking me look i've had alex sinclair color my stuff before i actually was uh the reason they came out to australia they reached out to me and they're going because we've had a bit of correspondence um, I did a Joker piece with Chris Daughtry, who's a buddy, and Chris's mates with Alex Sinclair. So Alex coloured it for us. So that was like the kind of entryway. And then Alex had coloured maybe, I think he's coloured about maybe five or six of my pieces already, um, prints and, and charity pieces and whatnot. And so he reached out to me going, hey, what's your email? And I go, cool. And it basically was like alex and scott's world domination tour hey we'd love to come to australia you know if you can do some leg work let us know who to contact i was on the phone to supernova straight away like know, <laughs> like and, and i didn't know anyone at supernova i'd literally like been at the Fru booth each year and even then i think maybe before that I'd, I'd hired one table one year prior to that and then so i didn't know who to contact so i just i knew someone peripherally there and then mm-hmm. then oh this is his number, like the director's number. So I yeah. got his the director's mobile number. I said I was really coy about it because I didn't want to like put all my cards on the table. I said, Hey, like I've got like top tier DC artists that wanna come out. Like, are you interested? But like who are we talking here? And I'm like, Scott Williams and Alex and He's like very interested. <laughs> um Tried to get Jim Lee out, but Jim Lee I mean we're gonna have to do a GoFundMe to get him out here, I think. He's got a <laughs> first class all the way, wife and kids, like it's it's yeah. a lot. So it's it's definitely um you know unofficially uh you know, very hard to get him out here. But um when I met him in two thousand thirteen, he's like, Yeah, I'll be coming out next year and that's ten years ago. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: it's we'll always
0: see. it's always next year you know
3: yeah yeah yeah. Next year. <laughs> well, it's not like he's not a busy man so i can kind of forgive you you know well, pretty he's pretty much not, running all of drawing, DC. that's for
1: sure yeah yeah
3: <laughs> i'm sure he can do emails on the plane yeah. <laughs> i mean you can draw from anywhere right yeah pretty much.
2: He's,
1: he's, well,
0: he's i mean only,
3: he's only running dc comics at the moment but yeah that's cool he's, he's a figurehead mate he's i, I doubt yeah. he's doing any of the big decisions <laughs>
1: Jim, if you're watching this, I love you.
3: <laughs> it's like I was just about to come to Australia, but then I heard Jamie said I wasn't making any big decisions. <laughs> right. So
1: I was just about to ink your work, but now I'm not. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow.
0: So yeah. have you have you done any? Uh, just curious, have you done any full comics? Like I know you do a lot of covers, but have you done a?
3: No,
1: like sequential work. No, the only sequential stuff I've done is the the storyboarding stuff. So. Um, I just got given uh, like a three pager or a four pager for uh, Gestalt. Um, it's called Talgard. Um, mm-hmm. I think Gary writes that, and he wrote this little because it's just like an anthology, but, and it's like the Who's Who of like kind of Aussie comics. And you know, it's oh, very, wow. very kind of him to include me in that and kind of making my um, sequential debut on that. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be kind of working on that when my computer uh, arrives, uh, hopefully this week um but yeah no i haven't i've 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 thought about it the weird thing is right i think jim's much the same where it's like give me something that exists and i'll draw the shit out of it you know what i mean but coming up with something raw i know that he came up with wildcats with brandon Choi, and and that spanned its own thing but i see him as a writer per se i find it very hard the inception of an idea is very hard and it's very hard to do anything original um if you ever listen to like the TED talks, it's like everything is a remix. Like even peripherally or subconsciously, you know you're, you're drawing from what you think is inspiration, but it's actually something that exists. So if you put something out, they're like, it's so annoying because as an artist, yeah. you'll, you'll draw something. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that looks like just Scott Campbell. Like,
2: yeah.
1: not what I'm doing for. Also, yeah. stop making it yeah. so it's like it's, yeah. it has nothing to do with that. That's your own yeah. filter. Like, well, um, so. Yeah, no, I haven't drawn anything sequentially yet, but I am about to do my first.
0: Yeah, awesome. Now, well, me, me and Ryan used to play in bands, and uh, I get the same thing with music. Like you write something, oh, this sounds really catchy, and then you listen to something on the radio, and you're like, oh. <laughs>
1: you know? it, ah. Yeah. that's the shit thing is it's not intentional. It's just this subconscious yeah. thing, and yeah. something that yeah. that you you know is pleasing to your ear will kind of get yeah. stored there. And I mean. Yeah. Terabytes of data in here, and you're not really like going, yeah. I'm gonna rip that off, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. I mean, look, the 90s was pretty much the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rip, it was like yeah. Battletoads, Bike of Mars from Mars, Street Shark, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything they were throwing everything in the wall to see what <laughs> stuck. So,
0: Samurai Pizza Cats, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> oh my god, like,
0: like come on, yeah, like, come on. All over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that um yeah
1: no so that it's yeah i haven't i haven't done any sequential stuff but i i do want to do some creator owned i had a buddy that i was um we were developing something in the kind of superhero genre without it being superhero genre and it ended up becoming too derivative there were so many scenes in it that we kind of dragged our feet on it. We wrote them yeah. maybe three years before, and yeah. then we went and watched, like, The Winter Soldier, and there were certain, like, key scenes that we were like, oh, my God, that visual
2: yeah. is
1: literally from that. People are going to be like, oh, you ripped that mm-hmm. off from... We were just, like, looking at each other going... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> no, they ripped it off of you. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it, was-
1: it was just coincidental, but we felt like we are on the right track with stuff. Yeah, but it was just, like, you didn't strike while the iron was hot. You know what I mean? you got to get in and yeah. just get it done.
0: Well, oh, uh, definitely. If, if you if you're ever interested in in bringing my childhood to life, when I was seven, yeah, I, I grew grew up in this town called Bowen Mountain. There's population fifteen hundred people. Yeah, and I made this character called Bowen Mountain Birdman. Um, <laughs> we'll I'm, I've, I've still got we'll I've still talk. got the drawing. It and it yeah. was so funny because because you know there's like no crime in my town at all. <laughs> <like, like, laughs> I think at the time, um in my street, uh, there was a drug dealer two doors up and it was only pot, you know, it wasn't like anything hardcore, you know, yeah. like that, that was the only crime. And they were like, I used to hang out with the, those, the kids of the dealers and, you yeah. know, they're like, yeah, let's be heroes and stop crime. And I'm going, Oh, that's ironic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's them. <laughs> yeah. be like, the only, yeah. Pick up that rubbish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's the kind of idea that, yeah, that I had. Like you get this high, you know, this, Super puro, like this, like top, almost like Hot Fuzz. Do you ever see Hot Fuzz? Yeah, love. Hot yeah, Fuzz. like like the super cop that goes to a small town and <laughs> just finds this, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, this crazy
0: like underground yeah. cult. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the power of Skull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, there's something I've been uh, meaning to ask you about. Uh, what's What's your thoughts on this? You know, this whole AI art stuff. I mean, look, I, I. You know, I, I'm not a fan, like, you know, look,
1: look at the end of the day, it it exists. It's not something that we're going to really be done with anytime soon, but it's definitely something that's, um, threatening, uh, not just one industry, but like any kind of creative industry. And it's kind of been, you know, building on on the backs of these creators. And then, you know, recently like, um, secret wars, it was a secret invasion. Sorry um yeah they use they use like ai to animate the um you know the the credits opening credits and there was just a huge uproar about it going like you have 80 plus years of of, you know history and you basically these artists and you're just using an algorithm so you don't have to pay anyone to do it you know it's it's kind of it's pretty pretty shit if you ask me but um you know being able to type in you know, a creative. You know, whatever the description is, not doesn't really make you an artist, and uh, yeah. it's kind—it's of, kind of insulting to to yeah. to really see that people, you know, claim that they're artists when they really just yeah. type words into an algorithm and or into a program and yeah. churn out something that you know is using an yeah. amalgam of different artists' work to yeah. create this thing. So yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I'm a part of a few, you know, author groups on Facebook and all, all that because you know I try to write sometimes. <laughs> I've got one, one book. But um someone popped up. There's a lot of scammers in there, like, oh I'll promote your book and I'll do this. and you know everyone just goes scam, scam, scam. But like yeah. someone someone's popped in and she's like, oh I'm an artist, look at my art. And she's trying to charge full price or whatever. And it's you just look at it and you go, that's AI. Like you can just tell you like it's... how many
1: fingers has it got? Be like, look at my art. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and
0: she's trying to pay like artist rates and you're just like, you know, you're like, no, just <laughs> No.
1: Look at the end of the day, it's
0: you can see why
1: people fall into that trap. When there's yeah. it, look at the end of the day, it looks good for a reason. It's because it can't create it from scratch. It takes imagery that exists. It takes styles that exist that ta- have taken decades to cultivate and and yeah. for people to make their own, and for someone to take that and just you know take a hodgepodge of this and some Alex Ross here and some art germ there and whatever, and and put it in a blender and come out and go like, look what I created. You didn't create that. It was definitely ripped off, you know, many people's backs and they're not seeing a dime from it. So, you know, I think people are wise to it. And I think you'll see the more people post that stuff, there's still a lot of backlash on it. So as long as that kind of keeps up, I think it'll keep it at bay. And there'll still be people that want to create that, that stuff, but, You've got things like um well I mean the strikes that are happening, number one, but number yeah. two, like um, you know, the conventions will say like no AI artists and um, you know, like even on Amazon there's been um AI like fake authors where it's just been put yeah. through Chat GPT and they just yeah. put it under yeah. a pseudonym or or yeah. I've seen one where it's actually a, a an actual author. say it was you, say it was you know, J. A. Bryden and and they've just done it under your name and they've taken your book and put it through this algorithm and then yeah. written in your style and put it out as your name and then they've gone oh that's my name you can't do that but you don't have a copyright on your name so they're allowed yeah. to do it under that it, it's there's a lot of blurred lines uh, on it and it's a very yeah. slippery slope so
0: yeah, yeah. well uh, luck, luck, luckily i have a publisher so they'll probably sue them for me uh. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> very lucky uh, yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely have to get you back on. Um, yeah, thanks,
1: guys. We'll do a little show and tell next time because I'm just grabbing things from around my studio. Or,
0: or we can record. <laughs> we can record live at your place. I'll bring my laptop. Yeah, yeah no you go. <laughs> I, I meant
1: it though. If you guys, if you guys hit me up, we'll um, it's not. Look, my this studio. If you were two studios ago, it was like a little mini football field full of Jim Lee. Now it's like yeah. very curated <laughs> with stuff that I kind of grew up around. So awesome um you know it'll be a very quick tour but there's a lot of cool stuff kind of tucked away in original art and whatnot so
0: yeah awesome well when ryan unfreezes we'll wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's all do it oh he's dropped out <laughs> right yeah so thanks for coming on jamie johnson uh it's been a great chat uh do you just want to let us know you know where people can stalk you like on the internet, not 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 your address or anything <laughs> like that. <yeah. laughs>
1: I'll leave that up to you guys. Uh, yeah, just on Instagram, probably the best place, Quick Draw 13. Um, I'm going to be launching uh, an apparel line with Mindless Fashion, which are a, a couple of um, Western Sydney boys as well. This is one of them. <laughs> uh, and I'll be announcing them on Instagram when they go live, which should be hopefully in the next week or so. so.
2: Awesome
0: um yeah. and when this episode drops it'll be the next couple of days <laughs> we're, exactly we're in the future or the or the past how does it how it work <laughs> um, and there will be last ronin shirts yes yes yeah. there'll be last ronin shirts
1: there'll be <laughs> 1987 show 1990 movie there'll be some of my original stuff it won't just be turtles it'll it'll have kind of an array of of like i said i've got 10 years worth of art that i've kind of you know got cached so i'm going to yeah gonna be strategic about what i drop and when but right now i will be pretty turtle heavy and then i'll sort of um awesome. add some more to the fray so
3: yeah awesome awesome
0: but uh I'm thank sure you for you having for me guys that.
1: it was a fun chat sorry we got a bit adhd with the um the <laughs> tangents there but it was <laughs> hey it's not it's, at all
0: it's actually on par with all our other stuff you know like we we go okay well maybe we'll talk about this and then yeah <clears throat> you know
1: just leapfrog into jim lee territory and we're just yeah. off Yes. Nothing, wrong, yeah. with that.
0: nothing wrong with
3: that nothing wrong with that at all. That's
0: it. All right guys you, you know the deal uh, listeners uh, if you want to reach out send an email to the true and the fictional at gmail.com or stories underscore podcast on Instagram and uh, we'll catch you next time.
3: See you next time.